This is TV8 My Dinner, a podcast about entertainment issues brought to you by DarkCrazy.com. That's an alert. Level 5, indicating a temporal collision. Read this. No, I'm fine. Oh, no, of course. You must have went hands-free, didn't you? Like, hey, I'm the doctor. I can save the universe using a kettle and some string. And look at me, I'm wearing a vegetable. Who are you? Oh no. Oh yes. You're Oh no. Here he comes. Yeah, yeah, I am. A fan. Yeah. What? Look, it's perfectly understandable. I go zooming around space and time, saving planets, fighting monsters and being well, let's be honest, pretty sort of marvelous. So naturally now and then people notice me. In the year 2007 AD, darkcrazy.com launched the last of its eight dimensional probes. Theorizing that one could save the world with the teachings of pop culture, Dr. Sean, but Gilberto stepped into the TVAMB accelerator and vanished. He awoke to find himself in a dimension not of sight but of sound, existing in an imaginary non-space called the interwebs. His only guide on this journey is Greg, the gruff co-founder of the project, who appears in the form of a voice Sean can only sometimes hear. They are often accompanied by other travelers on the seas of fate, such as Hazel Lynn, Scary Gary, Tracy Luna, Mandrew, and others. I'm Ron, an experimental robot built by Sean to be his constant companion. We've been running ever since, leaping from life to life, pointing out things that once went wrong in movies and TV in this strange wild adventure inexplicably known as TV Ate My Dinner. Tonight's hosts, Sean, Lynn, and Andrew. Tonight's topic, Doctor Who. Initiating program. I know we haven't. You know we haven't talked about since you were not with. Is a uh, Doctor Who. Ah, yeah, see, because you guys don't talk about it if I'm not here. But there hasn't been any Doctor Who. Well, the last, we never talk talked about, about the last episode, though. We haven't yeah, talked we about that talk at all. Yeah, we could talk about it in front of Greg because he hadn't seen it yet. But well, that was my problem last time because you guys hadn't seen yeah. it. And you were like, oh, don't tell me. And I was like, oh, but it's, oh, oh. But we have all seen it now. <laughs> now we're all Such a bad The impossible girl has been revealed. <laughs> yeah, did you like the, the real, I like that idea. That was one of the first kind of science-y wine things that I was like, oh, that's kind of a neat idea that that's why I, she's everywhere because she's jumping around. It was a around. fun thing to do. I really yeah. liked it, and I kind of hope they keep going. It's kind of a perfect Doctor who kind of thing because it's like it yeah. kind of makes sense. Now but she's everywhere. It kind of makes a cool like narrative sense. So, like That's all I want. I don't want a real science. I just want something that's Well, the other kind thing of, for me, I'm like, how come he hasn't noticed her yet? Yeah. He should have noticed her before. Right. Just makes him come off as a little bit stupid. So how? What is the? I mean, yeah, and the John Hurt thing at the end. What is the justification? Like when they do that special and they've John done it before, where there's multiple doctors. Like, what is the premise of those? Yeah. I've never seen any of those before. Well, hopefully, well, there's always been different premises because there was a breakdown. I, I thought they were building to that earlier because there's always some kind of breakdown of time that makes it happen because yeah. it's not supposed to happen. 
Okay. But yeah, well, now that they've jumped into the time stream, I kind of yeah, I kind of thought this was going to be the A to B because he just jumps in and they're like, "Don't do that!" Because it's like they're they're erasing me from from like time or whatever. And like, well, this seems like a perfect lead in to do a mashup because they even have that sort of mashup where she's. But what is his timeline anyway? The... I was thinking about this this morning, just on a quick side note. Yeah, his thing if is so screwed up. His his time <laughs> stream has to be completely screwed up because, as he says, he's gone back and deleted the time lords from the history of existence. So it's just him. What about his granddaughter? Uh, d- Which did they that, keep the beginning of the at. series. The beginning of the series was his granddaughter was his first companion, and then the teachers only came because of the granddaughter. So the beginning of the series of Doctor Who was only happening because of his granddaughter. So did, did none of the series happen because it didn't start because there was no other Time Lord, so he wouldn't have had a granddaughter? Yeah, I don't think you can get Am too deep into it. it. Yeah, because <laughs> one be- the beautiful thing about Doctor Who is that they even tried to maintain this fifty years of canon, but you know. Story to story, it doesn't hold up. They they contradict themselves, and and people reinterpret and reinvent the character from time to time. Right. But yeah. but just the fact that they even try to maintain any semblance of continuity is is impressive. Yeah. That they never just start over. Even when well, they do year, a reboot, yeah. they never just say no. All that stuff didn't happen. This is first Doctor starting all over. It's all good. It's all right. It's just timey wimey. Yeah, I mean, any inconsistency maybe could explained by the fact that we're constantly changing things. In the modern series, there's one thing that they keep doing that I'm getting a bit sick of, which is keeping the same theme music for all the episodes. So everything, every time something gets exciting, do 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 I'm like, stop that! Just oh, have yeah. new music for every episode. I'm bored of it. Well, they don't have a budget. They used to on the old episodes. They used to have, every time it was a new music for every episode. I was like, oh, good, new music, because <laughs> I'll be watching the old ones because they're playing them every day here. The David Tennant ones. I love David yeah, Tennant. Yeah, well, that's what's great. going to be yeah, seeing both of them together. Well, awesome. Oh, yeah, because they're two to really me, good To me, if you can get all the – because I would like to see a mashup of all of them if they could, but the older ones will be a bit weirder because, you know, they're much older. Yeah. But seeing just the modern ones, and i really like to see Paul McGann. All the buzz is that Paul McGann's going to be in it. It's funny how much buzz there is about Paul McGann. Like, no one talks about anything. It's so funny how – because it, it, he's like well, we the know David universally – going to come back because he was always going to. Yeah, and there's there was talk that they that they that the producers went and talked to you know him and and some of the other guys. So if you got the most modern ones, that'd be fun. I really wanted to see them do David Tennant, but if they're really going to try to get every living person who's played Doctor Who to be in, <laughs> it, it, that'll be fun. The, yeah, it'd be a bit we'll weird because some of them will be old and fat, but but it'll still be fun. Yeah, they don't. And that would be the ultimate mashup because. Because there's so many more living. I mean, they've tried to do mashups of all the living doctors, but when they did five doctors, they tried. But William Hartnell was already dead at that point. They can bring and, Eccleston back too, I guess. Oh <laughs> yeah, they'd have to. And uh, he was all right. Tom Baker wouldn't do it. He probably won't do it now. It's such a weird show because it's so. Probably I mean, not. it's so. It's more based on. And it's it's like a Pacific Rim of a show in a lot of ways because it's it's just super fun. <laughs> And it's kind of ridiculous sometimes, but based on the, that charm and the charisma of the lead actor at all times, yeah. it, it all ba- it becomes emotional. And there's just it's like the, like you're and watching. The other crazy it's thing just, is that there's going to be a new Doctor after this. Yeah, yeah well, they're yeah, going to do that. They're it's probably going to lead into the next Doctor. Well, they're going to do a Christmas special. They're going to do this, and then the Christmas special will be the transition. Is that said. what it is? I, think, yeah. I, I thought I it was the other way the around. They can get away with this. So they have like two episodes of a show each year, and they say, "Yep, that's season two. Yeah. 
Yeah. They said that, I mean, at the Comic Con, I heard Matt Smith, they were talking about all this stuff, and they said they've already shot the 50th thing. And he's like, I still have something. The one thing I have to shoot is the last, the Christmas special. Well, that's weird. Yeah, where he lies down, and then someone else lies down next to him. It actually yeah. would have been better to do the the 50th anniversary as the regeneration because it would have been more yeah, dramatic. Yeah, I think they should have done that. But it's such, yeah, that would have been neat because it's the, but I guess they want to stretch it out more. They need a Christmas special. I guess so. That's going to get the, a lot of rating. I, whatever. I, I guess I was going to say, why not do the Christmas special first? Like, we've got a whole schedule of how we're going to do this stuff, Sean. we got people for this. That's why Doctor Who's so neat, too, when I first watched it. Because, because then we'd have to wait next year for the 50th year one and it wouldn't actually match up. Because yeah, even, even, even if you watch that first season, I mean, the first of the kind of the modern one. Yeah, the like you watch him and he and they do the first like uh, regeneration you're like so who's this guy you're like I kind of like this Eccleson guy now and then it's like it's such a weird experience that only I mean Doctor Who fans talk about all the time but it, you can only it's just like it's a weird like breakup and then like a new girlfriend or something you're like or well, who are yeah. you and you're like oh my god after like three episodes like I love this person <laughs> like it shows it, you how interesting the character is because yeah. they'll bring in a new actor and he'll have sort of a new kind of personality and it'll make yeah, it all new great. all over again and you're like you fall but in such love a with compelling Doctor idea that I that character idea and that's what for me I mean just storytelling wise like when really sh- it was just a thing to keep the show going yeah, yeah because we can't do this for 50 years unless we do that but it makes it have such gravitas that despite how silly and goofy the show can be that's what makes it like you've been watching through two or three episodes that was goofy that was goofy but then they just hit the end of these episodes there was an article some guy in Wired or somebody talked about it. he's like why am I crying at the end of all these Doctor Who episodes because he'd watch them <laughs> and they're like kind of goofy and fun like sci-fi channel quality it used to be even less do, 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 and then you just get the yeah, end of it and you're like oh my god that's such a heartfelt <laughs> idea they're like, really oh. good at these emotional yeah. builds and you get to the end of it and that's all that matters it's like there's oh the goodbye to river song yeah we didn't talk about that that was a bit it was cool oh and yeah right. around and says i can always see you i always right. know you're there yeah that's like too. oh wow why didn't you say anything because unfortunately, I mean, every doctor has his own sort of storyline. They have to, they kind of have to wrap it. I my favorite stuff this year and, was when they. Well, well, they have to wrap her up so he can get with Clara. Yeah, my my earlier stuff this year is when they they kind of hit upon. They did it for a couple episodes in a row with Clara and him, where he's like, he's like, what kind of person is he that could see these things and not help? You know, they hit on this really dark tone with him, and that's where the show's like, yeah. it's hitting real good writer moments and right, like very kind of pertinent ideas like oh my god and then they go back to being goofy and silly and like now we're yeah. breaking into the internet everywhere like what well, but it's like but it grounds it's it because it, it's, it's yeah i know but it's like story. it's, it's so goofy if but the if emotional goes, package is is yeah. well earned then you buy the rest of it that's where they it's a totally emotional story and, and he's such an oh it's with. a fantasy yeah and he's such an infectious character that's why it's no matter who that's why it's so it's so kind of like pressure building who's going to be the person now because like this is a lot of i mean the show rides on that person <laughs> completely because it has to be somebody that has that charm and that and actually can yeah. do it but i have so much trust because every time they're going to bring in a new doctor you've gotten to like the one they got and you're like oh i hate to see him go and then they bring a new guy and after about two or three episodes you, you're in love with that doctor because like, yeah and it's not like they're not a competition like i mean i, I actually like, like the switching over i mean a lot of people are like oh i don't want to lose matt smith and i'm like oh no it's, it's exciting to see who's going to be new i'm kind yeah. of glad because they've done what they can do with that storyline you know exactly. it's, it's sort of perfectly timed i think matt smith he's the one who makes that decision whether he's going to come back or not and i think He's, yeah, he's the one making that the right he call. He's like, I think it, yeah. I've done everything I can do as Doctor Who. 
Yeah, and I think they have two because this year you could really feel it in some of those in-between moments. You're like, ugh. It's like it's starting to what run. What I loved about the Clara thing was that it, it wasn't – nobody predicted it. It was a completely new device because everyone was like, oh, it's going to be this person reincarnated or it's got, she's going to be the intelligence. I actually or, think of the Matt Smith run, it was the best of those big finale kind of things because with yeah, all that Pandorica stuff and then the one with like where they're on the ship and he came in and – all that crazy time stuff, I'm like... I thought those... the death of the Doctor that was the most disappointing because it's like, oh, it's okay, it was just a robot. Yeah, because all like, that what? stuff, you're like, yeah. yeah. It's like most of those things like that, you're like, so what happened? And this is the only one where like I yeah. get it immediately and it's an emotional kind of thing too. I was like, oh... Yeah, I think it was the best one of these finales that I because they yeah, really, and you were really based it around as her as, is what right. made it work. As soon as the other guy jumped into the time stream, you were like, oh, I see what she's gonna do. Right. And then you had the nice goodbye to River as well, and it was like, oh, okay, you know what, this is really good. And then the John Hurt, and you're like, ooh. Yeah, where is that? Yeah. That's, That's weird. So, I mean, is he like leave. a doctor, a future doctor or I something? I love John Hurt. Here's a, here's He's a like prediction. Doctor, doctor. Here's what He's I wonder. like a what? The anti-doctor. An anti-doctor doctor. Uh, well, here's the thing. They say he's the only one who's not called the doctor because he doesn't earn the name. The Valyard. <laughs> Has so anybody been do? throwing that around? Back uh, in the days of the of sixth doctor, and, I, and we've wondered if they're going to do this, and I yeah, just the assumed they wouldn't. There was a there was a storyline called Trial of a Time Lord, where there's this Valyard who's like a who's like prosecuting him in in Gallifrey. He's like the he's just trying to. I forget. He's putting the doctor on trial for all you know the years of doing doctor stuff. And at the end of that storyline, the Valyard turns out to be the final incarnation of Doctor Who, and he's gone evil. And you're like, yes. well, how the hell? We're getting up to that last incarnation. Are they going to deal with that? I mean, they've kept a lot of canon. So it's like the idea is because he's saying that's the one of us that you know ruined it for everybody or whatever. And the, I'm wondering, is that is that what they're trying to get at? That would be neat to try to address that. The other thing I'm wondering is, that. is that going to be the Doctor that did the thing with the Time War? Yeah, exactly. I mean, there's all kinds of things you could do with this evil Doctor. So hopefully they sort of because. The name Especially that no with the one's Clara thing, they've, been, they've done a lot of okay. Let's move away from the old canon. They put in a couple of things like Sarah Jane and that sort of thing. But I would like them to go back and do a little bit more referencing to the old stuff. I think that's kind of fun when they do that and put a new spin on it. Well, I also think that this is definitely something that's a really interesting. Like when you look back at fifty years of Doctor Who, there aren't a whole lot of loose threads that are fun to tug because they've brought back the old monsters, they brought back the old bad guys, you know. They've, they haven't brought back a lot of the old companions. They haven't they haven't tied up things like what happened to well what happened to his daughter? Are they well, gonna bring see, her back? She's now married to, to David Tennant. That's they've referenced that though. They've they've accepted that into their continuity. They just haven't done anything with it. They've made references to, to the fact that he has had you know, a daughter and a granddaughter and that kind of stuff. But the, that and, one and, and the big loose thread is this Trial of a Time Lord idea, like in this sort of big epic of a story that they said, Doctor's final incarnation is evil. But you can, that's something that would be fun to play with now that we're there. Because when Tyler, it, it's it like, is interesting. He's the sixth doctor. Watching when they the do old that episodes. Story. Watching the old episodes, the Time War, I think, is the most interesting because they treat it differently at the beginning of this new series to at the end. Because at the beginning of the new series with David Tennant, he just everyone's like, oh, yeah, Time Lord, you're a Time Lord. I've heard about them. Um, as if everybody remembers what happened and he just killed everyone. And then you move on in time and they sort of say, Time Lords, they're just a myth they never actually existed. So it comes to the point where it's like they've been erased from time. So it's, it's slightly different in the beginning as to where it is at the end. 
Well, there's all kinds of ways they could go with it. Yeah. But I do think that... <laughs> yeah, but they could just be continuous. Well, this even continuity into itself is kind of difficult at this point. Yeah. Even from the reboot. Like, they, they've gone so far and done so many things. But, like we said... Well, that, like, what is it? Yeah, did y'all just say I that? I need it's to like, bring it back the Daltonator. What's the idea that there's supposed only, only supposed to be 11 Doctors there? Or 12. Is it 12, yeah, 12 incarnations. incarnations. So, and the 13th one was evil. Wasn't that it? Well, so that that's that what I mean. This would play to that Trial of the Time Lord storyline where we're moving into the supposedly final incarnation. So, in one big swoop, let's address, A, this thing we said at one point that the final incarnation of the Doctor because like I said we're the sixth Doctor when we said that we thought we had plenty of time and that was 30 years ago so we were kind of right on that the number of incarnations thing was a throwaway line where in the middle of something else they said oh how many can you have oh 13 or something like that that was it wasn't really a big thing when it was done but then the other they, they, they retconned that in, I think it was the Sarah Jane Adventures or something like that, when he was running along the corridor, and they're like, how many times can you reincarnate? And he's like, as many as I like. So yes. we don't know if they're actually going to go with the um, old one or the new one. Well, they could pretty much do anything they want at this point, but yeah. they could do both if they address this evil doctor and the incarnation idea at the same time. Especially since he's, if he's the only existing Time Lord to exist that Time Lord, you could say, well, you know, he has all the regenerations now. He could do whatever he He's likes. the infinite Time Lord. Done. Oh, they'll be able to find a way Writing a story it. like that is easy. Like, well, now it's not like that. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Timey-wimey. Yeah, it's Bing a timey-wimey thing. The time war with some Daleks and shit, and this is the way it is now. I hope they leave the angels alone now, because I think they played out. Well, that's why bringing in a new doctor gives them an opportunity to sort of come up with new bad guys, too, you know? Yeah, because the angels were the most awesome in their first episode. Well, yeah, well bored, that episode, you know, that Blink episode is the greatest in the world, yeah. That was terrifying. It's a great episode. That's what that's the episode that everybody always gives people. It's like, so what is this Doctor Who thing? It's like, well, just watch this one episode because it's like that. I mean, that's a kind of bad misrepresentation because seventy percent of them aren't that good. Really, what it's about? But it's a but it's a good like you get the coolness of the character and the ideas that they play with a lot of times that are possible in that world. You know. Yeah. Well, it's like Doctor Who is like Sandman. You know, like people got their introduction to comic books a lot of people who weren't into comics from reading Sandman because here's this story that has a central character but the stories all revolve around these little vignettes so each new iteration of the story is just an interesting new story unto itself that's what a good Doctor Who episode is about like some interesting new premise that they discover so anything is possible so long as it's a good story so it's got an anthological sort of feel that way and that's that's good storytelling through through a series, and that's how a series can last for fifty years, because there's none of well, it's changed formula. with the times. Originally, it was just meant to be a, a show that's teaching kids about history, so they'd go back in time every week. See cavemen, now see, see, cavemen. You know, we'll go back to the, the Trojan War and show what happened in the Trojan War, and why don't we just maybe the Trojan Horse is our idea as well, and yeah, you know, just so kids can know about the Trojan War. That was originally what the concept was. But 50 years later, they're like, well, maybe he just rides a dinosaur in a space new. station. <laughs> I don't yeah. know. We're just, it's just fun now. But they do have emotional elements. Sometimes I kind of wish that the baddies were a bit more... You know, sometimes it's... I, I like the old episodes where they just... They were, they were nasty witches. <laughs> but 
But it seems like now every single baddie's like, I'm just the last of my kind trying to build a home for myself and I'm sad. I, that does bother. There's seems to be – there. there's ethical ambiguity on both sides because there's always like a choice they have to make that's not necessarily consistent with the Doctor's character. And the bad guy ha- is a little – has a little bit too much depth. Yeah. I just – I like the dialects. Exterminate everyone. Exterminate. Because <laughs> they did that episode where they were in a – like it was like a western kind of episode and it was pretty dumb. Mercy. Yeah. It was pretty. Well, yeah, they've even had episodes where there were Daleks that were kind. You know, like that first when Eccleston came in, you know, they were trying to slowly reintegrate some of the original ideas, so they ran into an episode. A lot of people loved that first Dalek. Dalek episode. It was cool. But because it was completely different that. because it's like the Daleks can't exist if they're going to be nice or if they're going to have any heart at all. And I think that that could have set them up for the new viewers is like, okay, if the Daleks are, have any sort of humanity, they just blow up. Also, it was fun so to see a Dalek kind of out of the suit. You don't get to see that. No, you, you did in a couple of the episodes. Well, like in the very early ones where they just pull a rubber thing out, and you, but but yeah. that's not very satisfying. Because <laughs> in the early, like the first Dalek storyline, they rip a Dalek out of that suit and, and I think Ian or somebody gets in it. I was like, I don't know if we could yeah. do that. <laughs> like, good, well, no one I ever like, tried, but you can. In the modern series, how they like, Daleks sound scary. All you have to do is run up some stairs. And then they start levitating. Everyone's like, oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's an awesome moment. Whole new ball game. Yeah, I don't know why no, they, they didn't always levitate. do that. Well, they used to only be able to walk on ground that was magnetized. Because yeah. they used, used to be like, used to be, they used just to be like push them over. <laughs> They're just Roombas. I want a Roomba that looks like a dog. I bet they have that. Oh my god, that would be funny. That would be awesome. <laughs> that is a great idea. I guess they couldn't <laughs> go under things. <laughs> Who cares? Yes. Yeah, so what? They can flatten themselves or something. Uh, but anyways, uh, so I guess there's that too. <laughs> Might John Williams break, is break. scoring Star Trek, Star Wars, Star Trek, Star Wars. Good news. Lord, is he just writing them now? Because I don't know. He's going to score the episode seven. Jedi fighting. Because I have heard so little about that though. And I don't want to. I mean, yeah, there's all this. There's every rumor few months going they around. say something about oh we're going to bring back you know, one Ford of the old ones, and we're like okay. I mean, Harrison Ford might as well be in it. He's in the Ender's Game. He's in Cowboys and Aliens. He was in Indiana Jones. Why is Star Wars the one thing he'll say no to? Yeah. Yeah, he's going to yeah. do it. I'm sure he'll do it if they want him to. Well, they'll just throw all the money at him. It'd be awesome. <laughs> so they finally, they had a, um, I just saw, this is around Comic-Con because they had that news with the same story. They had a, because apparently, I mean, up until recently, J.J. Abrams and George Lucas had not met, you know, because it wasn't his decision. It was their, you know, Kathleen Kennedy and all them. And so yeah. they have these interviews of them meeting now. And he's like, finally, he's like, George Lucas got to download his ideas to J.J. Abrams. Like, oh, my God. I'm sure he loved that <laughs> conversation. <laughs> yeah. Oh, did you guys see the video of Loki at Comic-Con? Yeah, that was awesome. Uh, that was awesome. Tom he's Hiddleston, loving it yeah, so he's, much. <laughs> like he should. He's like the central guy. Now? Like, he's like two Thor movies and Avengers, and he'll probably be in Avengers 2, isn't he? He's not going to be the big baddie of Avengers 2. He better though. not the other be. They're going to have to. No, they're going to... It's Ultron. It's Ultron. Yeah, I heard that. So, th- But they Thanos, said they're going to change his origin saving. story. 
Because originally Ultron was made by Ant-Man, but he's not even in the movie. So they said they're going to change his origin story so he's created Tony by Stark. one yeah, of the Tony Avengers Stark. we already know. Yeah, it's going to be Stark who's going to create an Ultron to sort of fight in his place or something like that. Because we already saw the leading up to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's in the true, six, they yeah. could fight without him. So it's going to be Ultron's going to be an AI that he creates. Part of the thing that Ultron at one point takes over the uh, Butler character. Yeah, that's, that's the rumor that I heard. So now that's one of the things that happens in the comics. Yeah, but it, well, I guess that's where they're getting it from. So that could be something that they work in, where he makes a suit it, it, and it, you know, gains its own consciousness. I think that's probably how it's going to happen. But I guess there's a bigger storyline that they're building to with Thanos then, because they obviously have Thanos waiting in the wings. Thanos is going to come back for the third movie. They've already said that. So that'll be cool. That might ease the burden for Justice League, because if they make that Justice how League movie... How good does Guardians of the Galaxy look? I haven't seen anything on it. Well, they James said oh, they, they showed stuff at Comic Con, but they'd only been shooting for two weeks, <laughs> and they showed yeah. some footage they've shot already. But they said it looked great. They don't even have voices for some of the characters. Yeah, they, but it's more like lineups of the characters and stuff, and like kind of. But they said Zoe Saldana, a different color now. Oh, what's, she's great now. And what's her name? Amy Pond. Um, Karen oh, Gillan's yeah. in too. Karen Gillan. Yeah. Bald. Completely bald. That's awesome. So, well, I'm anyway, excited. I'm, I'm excited about I don't it know anything about Guardians of the Galaxy. I've never read that comic, I never read but that. if it's James Gunn doing it, then I'm excited. I think they're lining up the right talent. Yeah. Ah, oh, well. Geek Girl's in there. And I like Chris Pratt. That's nice. A lot, so. And he's the lead they in got that. some, like, wrestler or something. No, he's an actor. He's in, um... No, he, no, no, the, yeah, the big guy. Yeah, Chris Pratt, the, the main character, he's a... No, 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 that's not what I'm talking about. They've also got, like, some wrestler oh. in there. It's play, playing the big, muscly dude. Apparently, Chris Pratt's, like, pretty big now, too, because of the part, I think. Yeah, yeah. Like, I've seen the before and after pictures, and the before pictures, he's just, like, a normal-looking kind of sloppy bloke. And the after pictures, is like, it's like, wow! Yeah, that's what, yeah. That's what I'll, um... That's what, like, that's what we're talking about. Like, we see a man of steel, and like, man, he's buff. Like, I was like, yeah, that's what happens. When they're all for, buff these days. But for six yeah. months, I mean, they're all, on drugs. That's all they did for six months. All the time. Yeah, you have a trainer, and you go work out for five hours, and you go home and play video yeah, games. And was he was like, already in good shape. It's not yeah. like they just pulled a guy like me and sent him to the gym. They took a guy who was already in awesome shape, and then they just work everything for months. The before pictures of uh, not not the guy right? the, the 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 guy in Guardians of the Galaxy. The before pictures, he just looks like a normal guy. Yeah, oh, he was. Pretty, I'm he talking kind of about Henry Cavill, I guess. Oh, yeah, Henry Cavill was already pretty big. Yeah, because yeah. he was already. He was like. He was like. Yeah, he's a Theseus level, but we need a Superman level. Yeah. Yeah, but I bet they still put muscles in the costume. Maybe they yeah, I don't know. He looks in Man of Steel. He looks bigger when he just has a T-shirt on. It is like, true. Good he Lord. looks bigger with his shirt <laughs> off. Yeah. Like, the like, suit kind of takes away. The suit actually kind of blends it all together. It's slimming. The suit is very slimming. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, I'm hoping that they make some more female-centered movies. And I think Joss Whedon is going to be trying to push for that. Because I read in an interview where he's talking to his daughter. And he said, who is your favorite character in the Avengers? And she's like, well, the girl characters. I like, you know, I like the Maria Hill. And I like the Scarlett Johansson. And he was like, of course, she's a girl. She wants more girl superheroes. So he sounds like he's trying to push for some more well, he's good female with the movies. Hat. And now that the females are doing well in the, in the men's movies, they might you know, forget about Catwoman and that sort of thing and actually do Wonder Woman or something. Or maybe something more interesting. Think up your own superhero. Supergirl. Yeah, no. How about someone interesting? I, I find Supergirl <laughs> interesting. 
Well, they are going to do a Supergirl or something. Yeah, I've heard, we already yeah, talked yeah, about the, that. The, the, the Easter a, eggs was a, people. What were an Easter egg! It was just yeah. This isn't a spoiler for you, Lynn. It's like they um on that yeah because the missing pod on his ship or something. So that's and they said oh, yeah. that's something. So there's some other Kryptonian. Who I mean, where do they make that? Now that's how Wonder Woman is. You know, they could. It's got to be some kind of. I don't know if it's a female at all. It could be some other guys. <laughs> But I'd like to see. How about someone who's not related to him? Bring Supergirl into the mix. Yeah, but I just I hope they start making some more female-centered ones that a bit more interesting. Because as I've already said, Superman's not interesting to me at all. A Wonder Woman could be a good movie. It could be if they do it right. I mean, I think I wish they had let Joss Whedon do it. Too late now. Warning. Partial loss of communication. Compensating. Contact with life form Andrew prematurely terminated. Initiating host protocol. Auxiliary conversational emulation programming engaged. Downloading conversational characteristics of life form Andrew. Star Wars, Star Trek, Superman, Game of Thrones, Firefly. Download complete. Conversational protocols engaged. Resume program. Lynn, Joss Whedon cannot produce a Wonder Woman film due to his obligations to the Marvel Comics film franchises. True statement. He's got some years left in him, though. He'll do Avengers 2 and maybe 3. He'll do this S.H.I.E.L.D. TV series. And then after his five-year contract is up, maybe they'll get him... Or maybe they'll do some Marvel superhero ones. Or maybe he will make more episodes of Firefly. <laughs> Uh. It would be fun, yeah. Now that he's like the most powerful man in Hollywood. They could stream it on Netflix. <laughs> well, yeah, they've already, well, they're proving themselves with the Arrested Development thing and, and some of these other shows. They're proving. And we have to have Dr. Horrible market. in the second one. <laughs> Apparently he's really doing that. He's got the script and that ready for it. He just has to get some time. Well, he's got a script for everything. Yeah. Or he could make new episodes of Firefly for Netflix. Well, you're making shows with guys like Kevin Spacey and stuff. It's like not nothing, you know? This is the model we've been saying was possible, but now they're showing. It's only a matter of time till they do like a, a bigger concept, bigger budget kind of thing. Firefly is a perfect example. Thank you. The guy who plays Simon was the baddie in Much Ado About Nothing, uh, and he was awesome. Oh, really? Uh, that's going to be fun just to see the Whedon lineup. Mm. Yeah, that's part of it. I mean, Clark Gregg playing Leonardo, he's really, really good. Just to see the family. Like, that's one thing I really love about Joss Whedon. Franz Kratz is not a stoner. So it's going to... I really do want to see that one. I'll just buy it when it comes out on Blu-ray, I guess. Awesome. It's very good. So it's part of my Joss can't, Whedon can't collection. can't recommend it enough. My Joss Whedon collection is getting is pretty comprehensive. <laughs> well, he hasn't made that many. Well, Wait, Are you going to go back and get all the ones that he... Are you going to go back to the old ones and, and grab the old movies that he just had writing credits in? I could. I've got the original Buffy the Vampire Slayer movie. There's episodes of Roseanne. And, yeah, let's not get too out of hand. But even, like, Cabin in the Woods <laughs> is there. Even He just wrote that one. Serenity, Firefly, The Avengers. So this is a pretty healthy collection of Joss Whedon things. Dr. Horrible, I've got that Blu-ray. Oh, well, I want that. They don't have that in Australia. We we have to order things, American things, from Amazon all the time because like the version that they gave us of the Avengers didn't have any commentaries and didn't have any of the extras on it 
I'm like, oh, screw that. Ordering the American version. Yeah. But then I ordered the American version of Princess Bride and it wouldn't play on the player. So some of them are universal, region free. Some of them are region so that you can't watch them, which is annoying. Yeah, that sucks. Anyway, that's how the world works. I just order a DVD player from over there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just get a Blu-ray. You can get universal Blu-ray players. Well, that would be worth it in that situation. Yeah. But, I mean, it's not... I think it's only, like, one company that does them region encoded, but a lot of the companies, like, just don't. Don't bother encoding them, the Blu-rays. Well, that makes more sense in an international market. Everything's so like university these yeah. Everything's so international these Why days. Why wouldn't you want to be able to sell to any region? Yeah, we bought two copies of the Avengers. So that's how that works. <laughs> Hello. That's how that works. We lost everyone again. All right. <laughs> I guess we're done. Bent over. <laughs> we're like, yeah. Sex and chocolate. <laughs> Just drop the mic. And done. Show done. You can listen to other I episodes of TV Ate My Dinner at tvatemydinner.com. <laughs> you can like us on Facebook. You can follow us on Twitter. Forum's still there, even though no one uses it. We get a little bit, a couple blips of activity on the forum. World War Z kicked up a furious discussion on the forum. So, so we do have. A I haven't even seen that, and I'm adding into the Facebook. discussion. I'm like, yeah, zombies. Yeah, and then it became about Sharknado. The same discussion. So it's already <laughs> off the rails. The whole conversation. Sharknado is awesome. Go and watch Sharknado. Yeah, don't do anything else this week. Go watch Sharknado. Well, there are a lot of survival discussions going on in the World War Z thing about the pros and cons of helicopters and all that kind of stuff. Got very, very detailed. And uh, yeah, it actually that, that sort found of thing myself defending my position on helicopters, and I actually found myself questioning some of the arguments. So it seems the show is not yet over. I think these things are neither here nor there because there's movies where they're great and there's movies where they suck. So I do think it does have. It breaks down on the level of are they offensive or defensive. Most of the time, if if you're using a helicopter strictly for rescue, you're better off. But almost every time you use them for attack, dead. Listen, I think you should go watch Sharknado before you make a final decision. Yeah, I saw that in the discussion too because that's the what was it? They said the, the results were mixed. <laughs> According yeah. To the forum. Yeah, I don't want to say anything because you know I don't want to ruin some of the surprises in the movie for you because there's some there's some good ones. Sharknado is like one of like 50 movies that this same company has made of sharks, like just Sharktopus, Mega Shark, Two Headed shark. shark. You know, whatever we can think. It's like someone just said Sharknado. It's like green light. Just do it. I don't care. Like really? Sharknado? I like that a lot of people are trying to think of the next movie. Like, what is it gonna? What what sort of animal is it gonna be? And what sort of apocalypse is it gonna be? So people are like, you know. Bearvalanche and Bearvalanche um, Bear sounds like a gay porn star name, <laughs> like Jack Reacher, Tug Johnson, Jock Stroker. <laughs> so, do you think Sharknado lived up to the hype, Lynn? Yeah, I think they were trying that with Sharknado. Like people are saying, "Oh no, it's it mock. It was mock, but you know, it's it's too bad." The, the like- problem is. And we've said this before. With making a good cheesy movie, it's like you want to see people who are like bad filmmakers trying their best versus good mil- filmmakers who aren't trying. The problem, the problem with Sharknado is there's some things that you think maybe this is where they're trying to be bad. Like, you know, every shot has a different lighting and you can tell they're on the beach and you can tell that there's five different shots of beach and you can tell that they're different locations. <laughs> 
And you think maybe they did that deliberately to try to be like a bad movie. Or they just didn't care. Or maybe they just didn't care. It was a bit hard to tell. It was like Ed Wood style. It's breakdown good enough. Well, they put it in the theater. They had like midnight showings of Sharknado after it had already been on TV oh, for free. Oh, wow. I would love to see that. Yeah, me too. I was like, oh, if it came here, yeah, it'd be awesome. Why not? You watched The Expendables in the theater, and that had Jason Statham in it. <laughs> Sharks versus Statham. Jesus. Statham-nado. <laughs> well, it's, it's like the, the Piranha movie. That one, they actually oh, made it. And, and those were and awesome. Sharknado 3D would be awesome. Both, they they made so two of those Piranha movies. How and can I we make all both. of the bras come off before shit they die? Well, oh, we're on that. I have whole subroutines <laughs> dedicated to that research. <laughs> working day and night. It is a very fulfilling existence. What if they drop a naked bomb? <laughs> yeah, did you really get smart? They actually had that movie, The Nude Bomb. That's that's what that's I was referencing. Funny. Who knew? Yeah, it could happen that we have a nude bomb reference on the show. Well, what if there's a nanobot that eats clothing? Now you're talking. There we go. And then it eats all of the curtains as well. So I it's do really like hard. that as sort of a plague idea. It's <laughs> a plague that makes people naked. Just all. Gosh, I think we've got the start yeah, of a new movie I like, here. I like the premise a lot, where the first thing to go is just all fabric in the world, and it happens almost yeah. immediately. It came without warning. And you can you can see it. No, but you can see them like they'll swarm around someone's clothes, and there'll just be like a naked person there. Bikini apocalypse. Yeah, because shark Sharknado, they don't bother with even like they don't bother with science. With Sharknado, it's just it's just like there's some bits where people say stuff that's supposed to be pseudoscience, but it's just like so far away from anything that it even registers as science. Like no, that's like Mega Shark, like Debbie Gibson is like one of the scientists, and that's what they're doing. They have like this moment where they're trying to mix pheromones, and you just see like this musical montage of the three scientists just pouring things from one beaker into another until finally it starts to blow, and they're all like I five. <laughs> it's like my favorite science. Well, I, lo- I love in that one how they like they like they have sex and they're like, oh, we've got a great idea, pheromones. Yeah, I just thought of something. It's got to do with doing it. Good lord, we were outroing so long ago. Yeah. Just so excited. The epilogue, what, what we like to call the epilogue, usually ends up being a mini-sode. The denouement. <laughs> Next time on TBA My Dinner. <laughs> Who knows, when we talk about The Conjuring, maybe? I haven't seen that. There's a few August movies, so we got some more stuff to talk about. We are creeping towards our 200th episode, too. I don't know if it'll happen this year. Well, you... Like, this will be, like, episode 192, 193, something like that. Oh, okay. You guys have to watch Sharknado, and then we can talk about that. For that. Because this is what I'll I'll, I'll have to get hold of it. In the spirit of never ending this show, I would feel remiss in my duties as Andrew's proxy if I did not talk about Game of Thrones for no reason. What did you think of the way the season ended, Lynn? Oh man, I couldn't even talk about that. I was like, I'm not doing this episode, I can't talk about the Red Wedding. I couldn't talk about it for days. I was shocked. I was Because I think the thing was, because I knew it was going to happen, 
Um, but the one thing that's not in the books is the death of the wife. Oh, yeah. She's not there. So how it op- – like, you know, like because we're all hoping, all of the book readers are hoping that she would get away because she in the book she gets away. And they were like, okay, it's going to be okay. She's got his son. Oh, it's going to be great. <laughs> stop, 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 stop. The whole episode leading up, it's all of this. If you know it's going to happen at the end of the episode – all of the leading up stuff is like kicking you in the face every few minutes. Oh, it's so good. Oh, they get to get... Oh, they're... he's happy with his mum now. It's all going to be okay. And you're like, oh, crap, this is going to go so wrong. And then, yeah, if you, if you don't... If you, if you, if you know it's going to happen, it's so much more... So much more, you know, ringing of the heart. And then, you know, the Reigns of Castamere plays and it's like, what's going to happen? And then they just walk out and they're like, stab, 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 stab. And it's like, oh, don't kill her. She's not getting away. I was like, it was so traumatic just for that because that was the one thing you didn't know was going to happen. And then, you know, all of the other murdering and then Michelle Farley just being amazing in that last minute where, horrible. where she dies. And it's just this like, and I mean, in the book, it's not his wife. It's one of his sons, I think, or grandsons. Um, but it works just as well. Like she's under the table and you're like, oh, she's going to get that girl. She's going to go for that girl. And then she's just like, dead and you're like oh and the whole thing with Arya and the wolf I was like maybe maybe the wolf is gonna no and, and then the next episode the next episode when they did the bit with mm-hmm. the wolf's head on his it's body horrible. I was really hoping they weren't gonna do that because that that was that's the bit that made me really really upset the wolf's head on his body was just oh oh I wanted to kill people <laughs> yeah they drag it out to the last possible second it's just gut wrenching but do they that they don't that they don't get the Arya. It's the only it's like it's good and bad because you're like, okay, now Arya is complete darkness. It's like she just goes and kills some guy straight away. Yeah. She's like, All right, now it's on. That's like I'm that episode is Arya's origin story. Like it's all building to that and you think, yeah. Oh, this is uh, no, it's that. Because she's already seen her dad get killed yeah. and then she finally reconnects to her whole family and they all die the second she gets within like yeah. 10 feet of she them. D- she doesn't even get to talk to them. They no, don't even they know. never knew. She, she doesn't, doesn't even connect see with her what, uncle right who was outside somewhere yeah, she pissing. she doesn't even see right away what happened to him. Uncle, great uh, uncle. You may hear that. Yeah, she just knows the wolf is dead and that everything's bad. Intro, there's like a Sharknado so. setting in here. I may have to outro before I lose power. <laughs> Alright, so I... So yeah, I, I was I was still I was still shocked and horrified by the whole thing because I didn't read the books. I knew it was going to happen. I didn't know exactly how it played out. So it was still a great shock for me. And I think it was really good the writers how they decided to build up that wife character to give the readers of the book something new to be shocked about because that was their whole point. So and and yeah, the thing with Arya, the next episode was just amazing. <laughs> the whole thing was just like whoa, yeah, mind blown still. So. Awesome. All right. Uh, I'm out. Facebook, Twitter, Google Plus. My name is Sean. I'm Did you see? Did you see my Twitters? I did a whole Twitter series about Sean. Oh, I'll have to get back on. I do still post a little bit on oh, Twitter. Oh, goddamn it. I was, I was tweeting as I see, watched I it. Def- I, I didn't have anyone to watch it with. No one was into it when I used to do that stuff. So maybe I'll get back into that. Yeah, movie. I just couldn't help it because when you watch the movie, you just want to talk to someone about it. You just want to comment. You're like, oh, really? Oh, get Oh. That's why I was on Resident <laughs> Evil So if you don't have someone 4. to talk to about it, Is there nothing it. that can be said that will not trigger a new conversation? <laughs> I thought I was, I was pioneering something. I think I did about 50 tweets. But maybe... I think I did about 50 Maybe now, maybe now people are coming around. I was just ahead of my time on that. I think it's better the yeah, I think it's better now because you can move the Twitter up and down. Like you used to, it used to always just appear in that order 
and it was bad, but these days it appears in the opposite order. Yeah, Twitter's actually caught gone up for me. Like with the time prepare for more real yeah, time. Yeah, so I think yeah, start doing it DVD again. DVD tweets commentary. Exactly. But if you can watch Sharknado with some people who also like bad movies, I think that's the optimum. My name is Sean. I'm still wrong. Sharknado. That's Lynn. I'm not Lynn. I'm Sharknado girl. I'm Sharknado Lynn. <laughs> All right, and good night. The show is over for now. Dog Go watch Sharknado.